You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hi, I'm Jared Cunningham, worship leader for Citrus Church and host of the Refresh Podcast, where we aim to take a deeper dive into our faith and extend the conversation beyond only Sundays. This episode is brought to you by the song You've Got a Friend by Carol King and made popular by James Taylor. According to various interviews, King was inspired by James Taylor's song, Fire and Rain, which was inspired in about the loss of a friend. The song is about being there for others and being a friend for someone in need. She herself has said the song, and I quote, was as close to pure inspiration as I've ever experienced. The song wrote itself. It was written by something outside of myself through me. The song was released on King's album Tapestry in February of 1971, and James Taylor released the song as a single for his album Mudslide Slim in the Blue Horizon in April of 1971. The album was a hit for King, and the song became a hit for Taylor. And though I've only been familiar with their work for about four years now, this song has always stood out to me because the opening lines simply say, when you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand. And in these words alone, this song is relatable because so many of us have probably felt the same way. Recently, I was listening to the song and I was reminded of this devotional by author and editor Dave Brannon. And it says, sometimes it doesn't take much to get us down, does it? Even on the sunniest day, an unkind remark from a friend, bad news from the auto mechanic, or even a misbehaving child can put a cloud of gloom over everything, making simple tasks a struggle. You know you should be joyful in God's goodness, but everything seems to be against you. David must have been feeling the same exact way when he wrote Psalm 6. He felt faint and sickly, troubled, there's that word again, forsaken, weary, and sorrowful. But he knew what to do when he was down. He looked up and trusted God to take care of him and to see him through. When we look up and we begin to focus on God, something begins to happen. We get the attention off ourselves and we gain a new appreciation for him. Next time you're down, try looking up to God. He is sovereign. He loves you. He considers you special. He has a purpose for your trials. Life can seem unbearable at times, but don't let circumstance keep you down. Meditate on God's goodness to you and talk to him, knowing that he loves you and appreciates your prayer. Life can seem unbearable at times, but don't let circumstance keep you down. Meditate on God's goodness to you and talk to him, knowing that he loves you and accepts your prayer will give you strength to help you get up when you're down. He ends with saying, things looking down, try looking up. While that may be uplifting and inspiring to some, it may leave questions for others. Such as, what if we don't feel God's goodness? Or why are there times where we don't feel or see God's strength? In this devotional, Psalm 6 is referenced a lot. So one of my questions would be, What was happening to the psalmist in that chapter for him to write these things? And as the reading said, Psalm 6 is credited to David and verses 1 through 7 say, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love. There is no remembrance of you in death. I am weary from my groaning. With my tears, I dampen my bed and drench my couch every night. My eyes are swollen from grief 
they grow old because of all my enemies. After hearing that, I'm sure you're wondering the same thing I was. What was David going through for him to pen this psalm? Once I did some digging, I found that this verse relates to 2 Samuel 12. And in this chapter, we see that due to David's sins in the previous chapter, God has sent a prophet to announce that David's recently born son would pass away. For a week, we see David fasted and mourned and prayed that God would reconsider. On the seventh day, the child did unfortunately pass away and David got up and resumed his duties. In this verse, there are certain mentions of the elders of David's house who at one point helped him get off the floor and his servants who were afraid to tell him the child had passed away. What stands out to me is how, even though David was a king and surrounded by servants and families, there's no mention that anyone was with him in his grief when he was down. David's best friend Jonathan died in battle years before this occurs, but I wonder what Jonathan might have done or said if he had heard about David's peril. How would David have reacted had someone reached out to him in his grief? Not to force him to get up or get himself together as we might have heard in our own lives, but to be by his side in his time of need. In times where we've been down or we've been troubled, who has been there for us and supported us? David Brandon says when we look up and we begin to focus on God, something good begins to happen and that we should meditate on his goodness and he will give us strength. Sometimes it's difficult to see God's goodness and feel his strength, but we can see that goodness and get that strength from others. Over the last few weeks, Brian has been giving us a tour of the Horizon West area and showing us what each area teaches us about God. The last three weeks have focused on our presence, our gifts, and our service. Part three of the series showed us what it means to be present in church and to take notice of who might be missing, and church meaning the gathering of the people, not just the building. Part four showed us that giving in our faith means more than just giving our money. It also includes our time and our spiritual gifts. This past Sunday, we talked about how our faith is not solely about ourselves, but about serving and seeing the world come into place, into the place that God wants it. Our presence and our spiritual gifts and our service tie into feeling down more than we might think. As I've said, though we may not feel God is with us, God's love and God's goodness can come to us through the presence of others, especially those using their gifts of encouragement or compassion. At the end of You've Got a Friend, Carol King begs the question, ain't it good to know you've got a friend? I think we could all agree that it's good to know we have friends, people whose presence can lighten our mood, empower us, give us a glimpse of God's love and compassion, and we can do the same for others. Sometimes we underestimate how much our presence can mean to our friends or even those around us. In addition to that, when we give our time and use our spiritual gifts to serve others, whether that be by helping with a charity or even volunteering in church, we may not be able to see who is down or troubled, but our presence and our actions don't go unnoticed. We may not see when our friends are down and troubled, but just being there can be immense. And vice versa, our friends may not see that we need a helping hand, but just being there could help us move forward. Psalm 6 goes on to say, The Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help. The Lord accepts my prayer. One of the ways he answers our prayers is by putting the right person in our lives. And maybe one of the ways he answers others' prayers is by putting us in the right place for them. 
before I wrap up, and speaking of helping and being in the right place, this coming Sunday, October 25th, from 4 to 6 p.m., we will be having a volunteer training and setup run-through at Summer Lake Elementary. We're using this as an opportunity to begin preparing for in-person worship, which will take place in a few weeks. You can also think of it as an opportunity to learn about ways to volunteer without the pressure of being put on the spot. You can pre-register at citruschurch.org by clicking connect, then events. In the meantime, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and join us on the Grove Facebook group. With that, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Refresh podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.